0: Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right, every Thursday we head in the lounge, we shut the door, and we air our grievances with the world, and there's no grievance that's too big or too small or too frivolous. It is your problem, and it shall be heard. So if you have a complaint, send it to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Title it Luxury Lounge. Let us know what you're talking about. Give us a little 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 preview. Luxury Lounge. Ba-da-da-da. Let us know what you're talking about. And and, and I just want to thank you. Thank you for coming to the lounge every Thursday. It's a 420 episodes. That's right, you potheads. You getting groovy today? You're out of your mind? You had a couple milligrams? I'm sure you're wandering around some park right now listening to me. Yeah, I'm talking i right to you. I'm coming to you through the podcast. I hope that freaked you out. I'm not a big pot smoker, as you can tell, by the way. I just explained all of that pot adjacent thoughts. Um, but good for you. 420. Good. It's a big day for us. Um, if you're listening right now, I'm heading to Europe. I'm heading to Europe. That's right. Um, do they celebrate 420 in Europe? Is that an international thing, Shelby? Amsterdam. I'm coming to Amsterdam. I'm going to be there getting all freaky-deaky on your your herb. No, I'm not a big smoker, um, but I, <laughs> I'm going to be there. I'm coming to, uh, coming to Dublin, Belfast, London, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, that's right, coming to smoke your freaky-eaky, and uh, Berlin, Oslo, and then, listen, when I get back, for you Americans, you American pigs... I'm coming to Chicago, Philadelphia, Boston, New York, D.C. for U-Up Live. So the U-Up Live, if you listen to the J-Train podcast, you don't listen to U-Up. If you listen to both, if you listen to neither, here's what the the show is. It's a basically a live dating talk show. We, take, we bring people on stage. We give dating app makeovers. We play Red Flag Deal Breaker. We take dating questions. It is a lot of fun. It is very different than a stand-up show. Um, and I think it is built to be enjoyed by anyone. It doesn't have to be a listener to the U-Up podcast. So... Go come bring the group chat. It's a fun event, um, and those are big cities with, you know, I know people are there. So, JaredFree.com. And then I go back to doing stand-up. Kansas City, Nashville, Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm always adding dates. JaredFree.com. JaredFree.com for the dickies. Um, otherwise, very excited about today's guest. New to the lounge, new to the J-Train uh, uh, universe, the... The 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 J the JCU um Hannah Dickinson, thank you for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me. How are you?
0: What's going on?
1: Uh, you know, not too much. I'm on my second coffee today. I'm like
0: Coffee number 2. This yeah. is my second coffee. When I started with an iced coffee, ease into it, then I go to a double, a not a double, a, a regular americano. That's my mm. iced americano. Are you a coffee person?
1: I am. I gave up Adderall for my okay. 2023 resolution. So I'm like
0: were you always? Were you an Adderall baby? Were you an Adderall adult? I was an yeah. Adderall adult. Okay, which
1: is embarrassing. Well, I had it in high school for sure.
0: You took it in high school.
1: No, no, I had ADD. Sorry. Okay. And then in college, I got tested, and then like I had it.
0: And then you were like, okay, I got the goods, and you used it all through college, and then out of college.
1: Hmm. And then I was like my dose was going up and up and up. And I'm like, at what point am I just going to die of a heart attack?
0: <laughs> I, at what point am I just an addict on this Exact Exactly.
1: Thing? It's like days I couldn't have it. I, I, I That's my complaint. I don't have Adderall anymore. But days I wasn't taking it, I felt it. And I was like, this is a problem.
0: Well, I've only, so I've never, like, as much as my family is not a holistic, natural remedy family, but they were for certain things. Like to them, like the idea of like, like my parents were never like the let's get them on ritalin family like it was just a wild kid or maybe i was just not i, I was probably more like a pug growing up than a <laughs> than a chihuahua <laughs> you know so i could understand that they weren't like this kid needs some ritalin but i they, they were just never of that ilk and you could like the which i don't know it's it's weird because they're just not they, they'd take any medicine give it to them so it is um when i got into college you'd see these adderall people and it was kind of being thrown around giving out like this answer to all your studying ills
1: yeah my parents weren't didn't medicate me as a child right. either it wasn't until i got to college where i found a psychiatrist on my own yeah i was like <laughs> i'll just use their insurance yeah but it, and then it was like, oh, I I need this for sure. And I am ADHD. Like, I had my brain scanned when I was mm-hmm. in rehab. It's pretty bad up there. But I, it's just not – I have more of addictive personality than I do ADHD.
0: I definitely have an addictive personality because I definitely will have seven coffees today. I'll definitely – you know, yesterday I got flew in from Spokane. Thank you to everyone who came to those shows. Super weird shows. Um, definitely. <laughs> One of those uh I would call it a working weekend. It wasn't like I was partying on stage. Having, you know it definitely was wrangling. You ever have those shows where you like you feel like you're like not totally in control, but you're in control
1: yeah, when I'm featuring for someone who's just not my crowd, I'm like. Here we go.
0: Featuring for someone and for those listening, you know, that don't know the opener for if you have a large audience, you can bring someone. And then if they're if they're if you're selling out the place, like if if the audience is J train podcast fans, I know who to bring. I know who's going to be comfortable opening and I can and and what what will work for them. Sometimes you're like they're like, come open for me. And you're like, I got to go for that crowd. And. Who's, can you name names? Is there any? Because I know who I, like, I've walked into, um, like, Mark Norman has a show at New York Comedy Club, and it's like, just like a bunch of Rogan people. And I walk in there and I'm like, here we go. You know, like, I have this thought of, like, I just, you know, and then I end up doing, well, but it doesn't ever feel like I'm in control in the way you're saying.
1: Yeah, I, my, my friends, and I'm opening for them in April, so, and I'm very grateful for it, but Chad and JT, do you know them? Oh, they're so Chad bros. and
0: JT are the, uh, they're, they're the, the the guys who go to, like, community meetings.
1: Yeah, but they're, like, big bros. Right. And I talk shit about white dudes, so I'm like, right. raise your, you know, like, make some noise if your name is Matt, and they're like, yeah, let's go, and then I'm like, <laughs> The whole <"Hey.">
0: crowd, <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt. <laughs>
1: Right. and then I have like five material on how much they suck well so. don't
0: I would think the Chad and JT what's their show called on Netflix
1: Chad and JT Go Deep
0: Go J- Deep right Yeah. isn't it aware bros aren't they like uh, isn't there like an acknowledgement that we are in on the joke or is there people that follow them that are like that's us <laughs>
1: like, I, well I was like you know your fans dress like you and they're like Hannah they just dress like that <laughs> So I'm like, I don't know. that's such an interesting thing. Yeah.
0: So they're basically making fun of these people that now are like, oh, they're representing us. They they, they never see the other side of the joke.
1: I I don't, it doesn't seem that way. So That is
0: very interesting. (laughs) That's like Larry the Cable Guy doing an impression of a hick Larry the Cable Guy. And then everyone being like, that's me. Get her done. (laughs) And then. It's just being that. It's not, a, <laughs> there's no other way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I hope they don't get mad at me for saying they're great guys and it, it, they do have a fun crowd, but it does feel like guys who like, yeah, like throw up the shaka, unironically.
0: Oh, my God. Throw up the shaka. Oh, my God. Wait, so you know them. Is there a Do they do a stand-up show? Or is yeah, it... they do stand-up. Really? Okay. Yeah, so, it's very... they go, so together or alone?
1: They go up separately. Mm-hmm. And then I go up before, and I think it's like... The last show I did, it was like they have another guy that's in their crew, and he went up before me, and then I went up. So uh-huh. it's kind of like... They're like, who is this bitch? You know, right? What I mean? <laughs> right. Well, that ha-
0: that happens with anyone you open for is, I would say the best to you know, I would say the best you know, anyone you open for. They're like, wait a minute, we're here for our person. Yeah. Get 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 o- get it over with, so we can get to the show. I think the best one I ever did that was like really fun for an opener uh, was Bert Kreischer. I opened for him, and his audience was like older enough that they were like, we're here for a show. We we, we want to see the full whoever's Burt has brought, which was really nice. I've been on other shows, where they're, especially when the audience is younger. It's like, get them the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah, which I, as a stand-up, I'm like, it teaches you how to just be like, I guess have those, what you're saying about your show in Spokane. Right. Spokane. Spo- say it correctly. yeah. Uh, and where it's just like you have to learn to just do your thing and not zone out or... Because I have a tendency to be like, all right, fuck you guys, but I'm trying to do that less because that doesn't really get you fans.
0: Right. You don't want to give up on them. I've opened... You know, I used to open for Michelle Wolf all the time and especially... When I opened for her, I it was right after she did the White House Correspondence Dinner. So like, the, so, like, as far as, like, not wanting a white bro there, that audience did not want me there at all. There were certain towns where I would – because it was just myself and Michelle. And Michelle is just, like us, a stand-up. Like, she doesn't – you know, she did the White House Correspondence Dinner, but, like, she's a sniper. If you say, go kill – that she'll make she'll write a thousand jokes about whatever that is so it was funny because it was like there's a portion of the audience that are there for stand-up let me see the show and they're great and then there's a portion that are like she made fun of the bad man i want to see more make fun of the bad man jokes and you go and that's kind of the worst type of audience where it's like now you're coming here with like your set list for the comedian you know,
1: yeah, I feel the way now about crowd work, like people are posting their crowd work, so now oh. a lot of crowds are going to shows thinking that's what stand up is It's all crowd work, it's and tough. you're like i I'm not trying to have a conversation. like i crowd work is fun, but that's not why I got into the game you know right. i don't
0: i i'm I hear you i put I post a lot of crowd work stuff in it <laughs> sorry, I'm
1: shitting on you right now <laughs> no, no, no
0: i I mean, like I taped a special in December once it's out, like we're putting out bits, you know, like it's not like crowd work every week. If there's a fun moment that deserves a post, yeah, fuck yeah. But yeah. like you don't want it to and especially because I go up and I'm I'm not a you know, there are comics that only do crowd work. I go up and I'm like I'll stop my material, take a break, let's talk to the audience. Like I think that's a fun thing at any live show, but yeah. it's not what I'm there to do. I don't need someone there with their fun story. To have a good
1: show. Yeah. Do you think now that you've been posting, does it feel that people are always coming prepared to your shows?
0: No. I I think the, the audiences have been really good about it. Like I've I've had a lot of fun. What sometimes I had a I have a video. I don't know if it's up already, but I hope I have this video. This woman in the crowd in Indianapolis. Like I usually have girl. The the woman is the fan, and then she's brought a very judgmental boyfriend, <laughs> and so I um um so this woman sent me a message hey if you want some help for your opening i'm sure you're nervous my husband has a joke for you and it was like this horrific like dude bro like it it was basically the joke if it's not out yet you'll see it if you can find it on my instagram it's basically he was like how do you make a midwestern woman give you a blowjob and it was like put some ranch on it like that was his like that was what he suggested as the opener For my, for my, for my. So this is what he thinks is. So I get through like ten minutes of the of my set, and I stop everything. I go, okay, let me. I have some user generated content, (laughs) so I like almost making fun of it. But then it and then it got a laugh because I was and I told him, I go, see how I warmed up, warmed everyone up to get to your shit. Like I'm okay with like making making it awkward. I had women in Spokane in the front, and they're yelling out, and I was like. I'll stop the show. Hey, what do you got to say? Like, I let people bomb, which which yeah. is very helpful. But I, I, I don't know. Like, with Michelle Wolf, it was hard for me to open for her because if you came with, like, I want political, and then you're like, I want – and then I show up, hey, everybody. Like, they were, like, mad that it wasn't, you know, like, white guy with no problems. You That's – like,
1: I really don't – I could never open for a political comedian. Even she's like, not even
0: political, but at the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Or, yeah. Or just like even when there are packets to submit to some sort of political thing. I just always say no because I, I'm i afraid of that, of getting right. an intellectual crowd. Because then right. they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know? Well,
0: it makes me I, – I have no – I don't care about it. So as, yeah. as bad as that sounds, like I have to care about something to talk about it in my stand-up. And I don't care about what anyone else is into politically. Like I really – whatever you're doing fine i there are things that i disagree with you but like i don't think that's a fun show for me so it's like even spokane i just got back from there and i said i started the show by saying the town looks like everyone is dressed in cosplay for their political affiliation like they look like like the right people look like they're dressed in fucking oakley's and you know these colors won't fade t-shirts and then the liberals are all dressed with blue hair and, you know, like, you know, she, she, them, you know, they, them t-shirts. Like, it, it really just looked like that. And, like, it's a bad – and in my mind, I'm like, fuck, I hate to start the show this way because now it sounds like this is the whole show, you know? Like, I don't yeah. want to put people on guard. Like, the rest of the show is talking about my parents, you
1: know? Like, but were they – were they, like – uncomfortable with it at first no they loved
0: it because i think what happens that i think stand-up shows are the perfect show for moderates i think if you're an extreme person go see the extreme person you follow online go Mm -hmm. you'll have a much better time being agreed with for an hour i think if you're a rational person you like stand-up shows like so many people i got messages being like you nailed spokane like, like, and and I, I was like, that was like made me feel good, like, like to represent because it's like the quiet, minor, you know, majority of a certain kind. But I, you know, it's hard with these shows because you don't want to like come in there like I listen. I'm not there to piss off someone on their Saturday night, you know.
1: I know I'm such a people pleaser too. Where I. I think politically or doing that kind of stuff. If I go, if I make someone feel awkward in an audience, I'm immediately like,
0: uh, right? No, I'm like, the same way. Like, I'm, I'm like, like, sorry, I love you. I want them to have fun. I, yeah, I, I, our goals are aligned, but I think alcohol can ruin everything. You know, because people I'm get, sober. I know. you so. How long have you been sober?
1: <laughs> I'll be two years in May.
0: Good for you. This is great. I mean, I am not sober. Uh, yesterday, I had two wines on the plane.
1: Plain wine, huh? Plain wine. <laughs> I'm already judgmental. Judgy sober person. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Let's
0: get to the complaints because okay. I, I mine is a plain complaint. Okay. okay let's hear Um it. everyone go follow Hannah Dickinson at Hands Dicky on Instagram. Hilarious comic. You're going to love her. You come to Seattle or Seattle. Seattle in June, right? Yeah. June first. I got all these Seattle I know I have Seattle people because I got messages all weekend being like you're in Spokane. Why wouldn't you come to Seattle? <laughs> so it was like a lot of judgment there. Um, I love Seattle. Where are you performing?
1: It's the Crocodile Lounge.
0: Oh, I've heard it's great.
1: Yeah, I've heard it's. I've only heard good things one night only. So come on out.
0: One night only at Hands Dickie. Go follow. Go follow. Go follow immediately. at Jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Let's get to the complaints. Um, I will do my complaint okay. first. Okay. Hit the music, Shelby. Jared, he has some problems <coughs> Jared, he's got some issues to do Get off his chest right now Jared has a lot of issues Sometimes I issues. get invited to things and I don't... Jared has a issue you Maybe this is. I might change my complaint. Okay. I just got a call and a text, can can and it's like I don't want to, to do anything. What's the event? Hockey now. game. Tonight. Wait, let me get to my complaint. It just happened.
1: Well, is it a hot person? And what should I go with them?
0: Um, no, they're married with a kid.
1: Never mind. Here's
0: the thing. Here's my complaint, and it just happened right now. I'll save my other complaint about plain wine for a future episode. I get these calls every now and again. hey, you want to go to the Rangers game and it's like I don't want to do anything mm-hmm. and you don't want to be that person again as you said people pleasers you I just I don't I want someone like I have a call and a text on the day of tonight. Got tickets. And you know what sucks about that? You feel like you're raining on the parade. Like, I don't... I have a good... I actually have a built-in excuse because The Bachelor's tonight and I watch The Bachelor and people know I, like, am invested in this franchise uh, somewhat. <laughs> well, so, not
1: everyone, clearly. Apparently. They don't know what <laughs> night of the
0: week it is, apparently. But, like, I hate when someone's like, I got two tickets, you're in. And you're like, no. <laughs> like, I just, like, I, I. I wish there was a way to, like softly put that out there for me to softly say no.
1: Well, I think also, I, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but you Please. are definitely a backup invite.
0: Okay, absolutely.
1: It's day of. And,
0: well, that's the problem. So it's, I am, there's a
1: desperation with them.
0: Right. Desperation, I'm the backup, and also I am, it's like being the backup hookup. Like, yeah. they know I'll be a fun time. <laughs> they, know I'll, you know, they know I'll suck some dick. <laughs> <laughs> they know I'll eat a hot dog. They know I know sports enough where I'm not like a drag on the night. Yeah, I am the situation ship for everyone's shitty basketball game that they got given tickets to that no one wanted to go to.
1: And they're trying to be like, "Oh, you come tonight like all this excitement so you don't feel like a backup, but you're right. like, "Bitch, I know I'm the backup." Right.
0: Give me invite me with the 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 the, the excitement of what this actually is. "Hey, I got this ticket. I just when you message me to go day of, hey, I have this ticket. I know you probably got things to do. Give me that. That everyone should have. Your your autocorrect should have. Do you want to write? Do you know you think? You, you know you got things to do. Like give me the like let give me the understand. Don't call me too. I have a missed call.
1: Did he call first or text first? I
0: think it's a call first. Let's see. The call, call. was twelve fifty four. The text. 1255 that was a call for no 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 don't don't call me no people aren't dying the rangers have a game i don't care
1: well i'm not a big hockey fan in general and like people who love hockey my old manager loved Mm -hmm. hockey and it was just like it it was like something every hockey game was like a life or death experience it's it's too much relax
0: right it's too much i've never gotten along with hockey people um, I'm from outside of Boston if you're a hockey person it's a very specific type mm-hmm. it's a very specific type of drunk the women are a very specific type <laughs> that I never they were never attracted to me I was never attracted to them hockey bitch uh-uh her and I we never are you calling me? hold on Shelby coming in on FaceTime no no, no I don't want to go to see this is like I don't want to go to hockey game Shelby's coming. this is the face you have to look at when you want to go to a <laughs> hockey game, look at this. They're just like, you're ruining this guy's day. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see Shelby, a very, a very rare Shelby sighting on the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Jared Fried. Let's get to Hannah Dickinson's Complaint. Hit the music. It's the guest's turn to complain. They're ready to you're jump ready. in. They've got got lots lots of problems of problems too It ain't all about Jared Let's hear their complaint of the day Let's hear their complaint of the day They're invited on the show To have some fun and complain with you Let's hear that complaint
1: um, yeah, so my complaint, have, so I live in Manhattan Beach.
0: Yes, love Manhattan. I mean, how much shit can you talk on Matt's uh, while living in, Han- being named Hannah in Manhattan Beach?
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> so true. <laughs> I know. I the only- mirror is
0: placed on you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I only match with Matt's and DJ's named Kevin, honestly. But- Manhattan
0: Beach is a dream of a place to me. Like, when I, I'm out of college, a lot of, I had a group of friends from Penn State. Went directly to Manhattan Beach. And that was like the first time we like went and visited someone's like post-college life. And you're like, people live like this? Like famous people walk around. It's a place where no one's working, it seems. No. Um, It's perfect for the, if like, if I was like a young person with a, uh, a job, I didn't have to go in, like a no office job, a remote job, and I had money to like live somewhere, that's where I would go.
1: Well, I got lucky because my hairdresser, who I've known for 10 years, her and her boyfriend broke up. Mm. So she found this spot and was like, I need a roommate. So it was like a perfect timing. But my problem with that area is I went to go, right? Simsies? Uh, Okay. I love Simsies. (laughs) You love Simsies. Yeah. But They have two coffee shops and I went to one and I ordered... A coffee and a large sparkling water which was six dollars but the large i was like,
0: sparkling water was six dollars yes but yeah, i was like if
1: i'm gonna sit there i'm gonna tip them right you know, so that it's i'm a fair. big
0: i'm a big i'll pay the i'll buy the ticket to sit at your place
1: exactly yes. so i buy this shit mm. and then there i go to sit down and they're like i was like where are your outlets and he said we don't have outlets no no. No, 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 <laughs> I go, no. I, I returned the water. That's how you pissed I returned it. Good for you. Because I was like, I, I'm not going to, I can't, my computer's dead. I can't sit right. here. I'm not going to go, I'm, whatever.
0: Listen, if you have a policy of no laptops, okay. Like, <laughs> put it on the door. Don't rope me in. And then go. Oh, you need power? Like,
1: don't play dumb. That's the thing. No, they have Wi-Fi and people working on their computers, but you have to charge your computer before you go in. I'm like, yeah yeah, I'm
0: yeah, yeah, fucking... They're trying ad- to icy out. They're trying. They are trying to do the back door. They. This is a very L.A. Manhattan Beach thing. We don't want conflict. We want you to have to feel uncomfortable to leave. We will freeze you out of here. We will. We will turn up the heat so high that you'll go. Wait, it's a little hot in here, yeah. and then you go, and then they go. Well, we have no control over the heat; it just turns on automatically. Guess you gotta go, and that's what they're doing to you. This is a very to me, and I I don't like this language, but I would call them a pussy.
1: It, I when they said that, I was like, this is a lemonade stand. I was like, this right. is <laughs> such bullshit. Right, I, I, and I didn't want to get mad at the guys behind the counter because I know it's not their policy,
0: but well, they're a part of it. They they are foot soldiers in this this weird war that is being waged. It's, I just, I'd rather you come at me with conflict than this, like, passive-aggressive, oh, there's no outlets? You have to plug in a computer? It's like, we've all had these computers for a decade now. They run on, like, we can take them off the outlet for, like, seven minutes.
1: That's, I'm like, who are these people who don't, well, they don't have Premiere, or they don't edit, because they don't have to make these stupid, short fucking videos for Instagram. (laughs) But, yeah, I was so... i i
0: would be just as mad and i just don't like the non-aggressive it's passive aggressiveness it is so la to me it is so like oh we like to promote like i'd rather the place be like yeah we're we're douchebags we're a no laptop no uh uh-uh put them down we can't have we want to create an environment be the fucking douchebag
1: don't be the oh wait a minute what yeah, but how? Why give Wi Fi? Why have Wi Fi if you're not going to have outlets? Well, no, they want they want both ways.
0: They want you to sit and drink as much coffee as possible, but not for too long, right? We'll give you a couple hours, but after a couple hours, when your device starts running out, I guess you got to go. <laughs> Trends and fads come and go, especially when it comes to health and wellness. While trying a wacky juice cleanse or an ice cream diet can be fun, you know deep down that it isn't sustainable. Noom isn't a fad. They use psychology, not trends, to help you make lasting changes and reach your weight loss goals. I'm a huge fan of what Noom's doing because they're going after the root of the issue. Um, And I'm, I'm in that boat. Noom helps you keep the right state of mind, and it also helps you look at things in the way and look at food in the way that is more beneficial to you that's going to keep you on track. It's mental. It's a mental game, and Noom understands that. Noom guides you through short daily exercises. That's what I like. I, you can play. You get little tidbits and tips. It just keeps you on your game. Uh, Noom guides you through short daily exercises that teach you what kind of an eater you are, why you have cravings, and sustainable ways to lose weight while still feeling sat- sati- satiated which means being, you know, not being hungry all the time. You can also be matched with a health coach for personalized accountability and motivation. First time users lose an average of 15 pounds after 16 weeks and 95% of users say Noom is a great long term lifestyle. 95% of people agreeing on a on a weight loss, you know, regimen is crazy. Stop chasing health trends and build sustainable, healthy habits with Noom's psychology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash JTrain. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash JTrain to sign up for your trial today. Check out Noom's first ever book, The Noom Mindset, a deep dive into the psychology of behavior change. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. J-train podcast at gmail.com, J-train podcast at gmail.com, here with Hannah Dickinson at Hands Dicky on Instagram will be all over my social media. Go follow immediately. Hilarious comic, luxury lounge. You ready? I'm ready. Can't you just check me out, Jared? An esteemed guest, loyal coffee with J Train subscriber here. Though that is my favorite podcast. You do luxury lounge is a close second. Well, thank you. I have a Patreon podcast I do every Monday where I talk about the week that was. It's a little story time with J-Train. So if you want to sign up, patreon.com slash jaredfree. This happened to me yesterday, and I knew I just had to write into the lounge. I swung by my local supermarket after a workout class at 8 p.m. to grab a six-pack and a few other items. For, a few clar- for, uh, for clarification, I live in Pennsylvania, so beer being sold in the supermarket is relatively new, and it is sold in its own section. As a Penn State grad, there used to be these like, bottle shops that were separate from liquor stores and then also liquor stores are owned by the state I think bottle shops could be their own thing not in the supermarket.
1: Virginia I grew up in Virginia. So yeah so
0: you name. you know the these blue laws the general rule is you can check out other items while you uh with you as long as it's less than 10 items and after presenting my six pack I begin loading my other six items on the counter. That is it's all bullshit like the idea that like if you have 11 supermarket items and you can't buy beer with it? Like, what?
1: Who's counting? Who's... It's, right. It takes a special type of cashier to count. Well,
0: well, I guess if the cashier's told you will lose your job and go to jail for selling, we'll lose our license if you, if you do this. Oh, that's like, like a law? No, yeah, It seems as though. Immediately, the checkout guy starts aggressively saying, no, no, only beer and wine here, no other items. I try to reason with him that it's only a few items and there was, all, there was no one in line behind me, but he could not be convinced. After I walked away, he went to a booth near his cashier and just took a seat. To make matters worse, I get to the front of the supermarket with my six items and the lines are all quite long. Thankfully, the customer service desk is able to check me out. I tell her that the only reason I'm up here is because the cashier in the beer wine section would not check me out. She asked for his name, uh, Rusty. <laughs> okay, of course. <laughs> which, yeah, which I gladly give her, and she says, "I'm the second person to complain about him not checking them out at the beer wine section." It is rare for me to complain about service, uh, about service and employee, but after a long day of work, his rude demeanor and refusal to check me out, my six items just hit me the wrong way. Just do your job. Signed, a Karen in the making. So I guess she goes to the beer wine checkout. The guy says, "I can't do food with beer wine," and you were right. I apologize. This person is a monster. It takes us, Rusty as a certain type of douchebag to be like, no, no, no. And to sit on the sidelines to not let you. This is the foot soldier.
1: Because it's 10 items, right? So right. she had six and he just refused it, to do right. it. It's cashiers who are on a power trip. It's that and hostesses that drive me insane. Because right. it's like clearly they are coming from something that's not you're not coming from a good place if mm. you're a cashier on a power trip.
0: Right, right, right. You you, you really have access to grind, and you're going to do it with people that have to deal with you.
1: Yeah, and yeah. It's as if no one else is having a rough day.
0: Right, and no one wants to complain. Like, when she writes a Karen in the making, like, this whole Karen thing has kind of been becomes the boogeyman for oh don't be that person don't and it's like no 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 sometimes that person has to be our leader sometimes we need someone to go rusty is a piece of fucking shit
1: and i like here's the thing I feel that way too you want to be careful about how you of course you want to be kind to people and if treat you know service workers with respect and all of Mm -hmm. that but I've worked in service you do have a job at the end of the day so for us to be like upset when someone isn't doing their job that doesn't make you a Karen I sound like a Karen I'm like (laughs) (laughs) thank god I'm not blonde anymore well the thing
0: is the minute you start defending Karens the minute you are you sound just like them and it's like we it's almost like you know it's okay, it's okay to complain about people. I guess there's a good way to complain and a bad way to complain the minute you make it about – like people – what generally happens in those Karen videos is they want to win. Exactly. So then they start grasping at other things outside of their initial argument that – live in the land of, like, racism and awful things. (laughs) You know, like...
1: Yeah, but to be like, hey, you can check out 10 items. I have six. Why aren't you doing your job? That's not a Karen...
0: Right. I I feel
1: like it's just... As long as you stay in the pocket
0: of your complaint, you're good. Like... I was at Indianapolis. I did did shows there, and this group got kicked out within two minutes of me being on stage. Like, within two (laughs) minutes. Like, they were being a problem. I was told in the back, hey, these people are being a problem. I got on stage. This guy yells out at me. I'm like, and I kind of, I did the thing. I go, I'll let him bomb. Like, he just started talking, and I go, see how difficult this is? You weren't funny at all for those two minutes that you just gave a monologue. Um, And everyone laughed at him, and and then he went and just started talking loudly to his table, and it's like, you're not even having fun. Like I got you, bro. We laughed at you. You know, su- you submit. gave it you
1: gave it to him. <laughs> you gave him his 5 minutes of fame. Right.
0: Tap out. You know like uh, you tried to make the crowd laugh. You did not. I made them laugh at you. I win. Hit you know three taps. That's it. I'm the king of Wakanda. Get out. You know so <laughs> so that's how it works in, in in the Black Panther. That's how it works here. So then he, instead of submitting, he talks loudly at his table. So they go, come on. You're not even in the game of this show. You're now ruining it for other people. So they kick him out. The girl he's with, she starts yelling into the room, you're funny. It's this crap. This place is a piece of shit shithole. And it's like, okay, now she's yelling at the place. Fine. I guess you're in the pocket. Then I guess on her way out, she starts looking at people working there going, you, oh you work at a comedy club that means your life sucks and it's like now you're outside the pocket now you're <laughs> <laughs> now you're a karen you have transferred into because now you're like you're just being mean to people we there's no there's no like hey this club has done me wrong now you're doing wrong by these people you know what i mean
1: yeah it's i feel like that um anger a certain level of anger is like a certain level of drunk where you're out of control obviously Mm. of your emotions so you're just like your brain is just firing on all cylinders and you're just you lose focus because you're controlled by something else whether it's anger or alcohol and Mm -hmm. then when it's both you're like what are you talking about
0: why are you talking (laughs) it's funny i would love to like go through karen videos and like go ah there's the moment you know there's the moment where she lost her war you know and and he starts
1: referencing things from like 2007. You're like, what are you
0: talking about? <laughs> right, <whatever. laughs> what the hell is going on? What does Christina Aguilera have to do with this? J-Train. But then you
1: find out someone's backstory and it's like their kids haven't spoken to them in 10 years and you're yeah. like, oh, there it is. Right,
0: everything's awful for them. Train yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Anna Dickinson at Hans dickey. Luxury Lounge. Hinge call feature. I didn't even know this was a feature. Dear Jared and guests, I look forward to listening to the Luxury Lounge every week. Thanks for creating a safe space for all the best complaints. My complaint, I'm single and on the apps and trying to be more discerning and not date guys that I clearly know would not be a good match for me. In order to do this, I'm trying to be better about unmatching or hiding people once I realize I'm not interested. However, on Hinge, the button you hit to unmatch someone is right next to the button to video call them. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh, Are you
1: serious? I don't have so
0: i mean i have it i don't use the unmatch button um i listen (laughs) you never want
1: to give up options
0: listen (laughs) you can keep talking to me for the rest of your life (laughs) you know like i no i just don't it's just i i guess i think you hinge uh how you live and it's like, it's like, yeah, I got shit fucking sprawled around this house. I got thirty thousand hats over there. Yeah, true. yeah why would I, do I look like a guy who organizes a hinge? No, you know. So I, I think it, it, but it is very funny to me that they're like, yeah, the button where I don't want to fuck you is right next to I'll come over and fuck you. You know? Like, yeah.
1: Well, it's kind of risky, kind of hot, kind of dangerous. Yeah, it is,
0: it is dangerous. I like. <laughs> I like, like the way your mind went. You're like, oh, this is kind of live on the wild side. Yeah. yeah, it's They write, maybe I just uh, massive fingers, but I have now accidentally video called like three guys.
1: Sounds like you have massive fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This might be... <laughs> this might be a sausage finger. Right.
0: This, this might be your horse hoof that you're dealing with. Why does Hinge need a call feature at all? And why did the UX team that is way more UX?
1: Uh, is that like the technology you know the the, tech department yeah think
0: it was a good it was good to put it right next to the location where you unmatched to hide someone thanks for all you do the complaining uh, for the complaining community i love this complaint it's a a fantastic complaint i agree with it it might be your finger but i also agree with it like
1: yeah i just i don't understand why there's a call feature i've I mean, I have called a guy on the Bumble one right? just to be a problematic, you know? Just, what do you mean
0: to be problematic? <laughs> like, I think this this kind of lands in the same land of, oh, this is exciting. You know,
1: yeah, like, I feel like because when I was drinking, mean, this was a while ago. I don't know. I forget why I called. I think I was still drinking at this time. Did Bumble have calling This was a product
0: of the pandemic. They they yeah. were like, okay, we, we want more video calls because I can't really go out with these people. We have to start, you know, packing, you know, we did things for a reason. We got to start packing up our pandemic stuff. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, Liz, you want to do a video call before a date? I get it. I, I also understand not wanting to share your phone number. So that's, I think, what this is about, where they're like, hey, here's a way to do a, vi- I think a video call is actually, like, why not just a regular call? But I get it. They're like, hey, I want to do pandemic style video call before I'm even going to give someone my number i get that i understand the safety involved with that i would also say you should have to opt into that version of dating like like there should the there should be a button before video call hey i don't know some there's some in between
1: doesn't it say like are you sure you want to call maybe not i haven't been on in a while i
0: don't know let's call someone
1: right now let's call everyone. can you
0: imagine like oh hold on i'll go on hinge I've recently... Okay, let's see what we got. Okay, so... Hmm. Okay, so it's not exactly... So here's what you have to do. There's the call, there's the phone, there's the voice, there's, there's the... So you can see. See at the top? Mm. There's the phone, which is a phone call. There's the video call, which is the video call. Then there's the three dots that means more options. That's where you hit unmatch so and it is the video one is wildly close
1: yeah or
0: I, is it a fat finger it's both
1: look i don't
0: <laughs> well also if i'm drunk you know you're talking about you know being that's sober what, right
1: th- that's a danger zone for me that's dangerous yeah of course that all of that close but in like the good news is you're planning on unmatching them anyway right so it's like
0: Okay, bye. Did I get a call? Where'd they
1: go? Yeah, exactly. I wonder if you unmatch them if it says you have a missed call. Right. I wonder.
0: Someone chose violence that created these dating apps.
1: I heard the dating apps have the same technology as casinos. Oh, absolutely.
0: Look at the look how they look. I mean, look at look at the function. The function is when, you know, ding, 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 when you get a match.
1: Yeah, that's so true. I guess my cousin said that the other week. I was like, what? And she's <laughs> like, are you that dumb? I was like, I guess I just, that's so sick in my mind.
0: Well, it, well it's literally the gamification of dating. So, yeah, and in the same way that a casino game, you know, that I, it is sick. It is bad. I, I can recognize it because I know, like, when I go on the toilet to like let my brain ooze on my phone, it's part of the circle. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, link. You know, uh, LinkedIn. I've never been on LinkedIn, but yeah. <laughs> nice
1: subtle ad. Right. right.
0: I, I don't know, but I, it, it enters that brain goo circle.
1: Yeah, that's why I don't. I mean, I guess I have Bumble, but I I'd, I don't really use it, and that's the only one I have because I just I don't know.
0: Right. I I'm I'm, I'm like. I'm on the precipice of deleting, and I know I should. I'm not using it well. I'm not a captive audience. Shelby, again, calling in. Another FaceTime. If you're on YouTube, what a treat. Yes. I don't know. I, I don't. Stop calling me. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Shelby. Yeah, that. I, can you imagine someone just randomly calling you from Hinge?
1: I mean, I had a guy call me before a date the other night. Mm-hmm. I went on a date the other night for the first time Did you appreciate it? I did, actually.
0: First time in how long? Six months. How'd it feel?
1: You know, he was so hot that when I sat down, I was like, how is this happening? And he was recently divorced. So I was like, okay. "Okay." Hit the lottery. (laughs) But then he asked about stand-up shows. Told me three times on the walk home that he wanted to go. And then I sent him the details later and he just ghosted me. Really? Yes.
0: Guys say things, well, on the way home, saying I want to go to your stand-up show is like a compliment of a certain kind.
1: Well, because he asked at the restaurant and said there, and then as we right. were getting up, he brought it up, and then as we were walking home, he's like, oh, well, on Sunday, and then when he dropped me off, he's like, maybe Sunday, I'll see you Sunday.
0: And this was, yet- Sunday was yesterday. Yeah. And uh, he...
1: I sent him the details, and I was like, you don't have to buy a ticket, but like, let me know, I'll put you on the list, and right. he just didn't respond.
0: Interesting. How- and was the day fun?
1: It was, well, he was not funny.
0: He wasn't funny? No. Did you think he was going to be funny before the date?
1: No, I didn't. But I think he like got, I do think, finding out as a comedian, right. he, he took a f- couple swings.
0: Of course. Man, well, men are, it's, it is, ki- I guess it's good and bad. Men are, a lot of their ego is made up from, I think I'm funny. So when a woman says it on date, I can imagine that it's like good in the sense that like you now know if they're that type of douche. Like, that they're going to, like, oh, time to spar with the comedian. You know, like, like, I wouldn't want that. But if they do that, at least, you know, get rid of them.
1: Yeah, he wasn't like that. I, I don't know. He he seemed, I was nervous, and then he seemed nervous. So it was like, we had a, it was okay. It was like a date that I think my therapist would be like, just try to go on another one. I right. wasn't, like, that pumped. But he brought it up, the show, so many times. Of I was course. like, okay, let's try it. And yeah. then, dude, ghosted, I was like. That wasn't worth sending even the details. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like shit well, right now.
0: I, well, you have to feel good, you know, six months out of the game. You're back in it. You went on the date. You did it. That's true. You know, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. And I've gained weight since I got off the Adderall. So I was like, at least you pulled someone at that weight. I was like, true. What a friend.
0: <laughs> Jtrainpodcast.gmail.com, Jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Here with Hannah Dickinson, at HansDickey on Instagram. Go follow, go follow, go follow. Luxury Lounge, my job is too easy. (laughs) Feather, feather, of the highest degree. Thank you for letting me, for making me giggle on the reg. My complaint. I graduated and worked in my healthcare job for less than three years before I was completely burnt out and just done with the healthcare industry. Flash forward seven months and I have been in a work-from-home job that is low-stress and, for the lack of a better term, easy-peasy. But my job is so easy that it is almost too easy. My manager is not is very big on not micromanaging to the point that I could literally not check in for a week or more and it would not be concerning to them. I have certain number of uh, tasks that are encouraged to make each day, but if I don't, it's, a co- it's okay. I'm not clocking in or out, so if I wanna start t- at 10 and end at three, cool. While the freedom is nice, it has almost made it harder to get my work done because I'm just like, well, if I don't do it, so what? I'm literally writing this email, while working in my pajamas after coming back from a midday chiropractor appointment. Like, who gets to do that? Anywho, thanks for your time. I feel like you may roast me on this, but it's the lounge, so be nice. Sincerely, a bored, not bored employee. What what do we think? So
1: they're bragging or complaining?
0: There's a complaint here. The complaint is I just... I feel like... I can understand the idea of, like, I should be doing more than I'm doing, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm a little hesitant to complain because uh, I work... At a comedy job, like I technically, mm. I'm at work right now. My yeah. actually, my boss just texted me. <laughs> so, but I understand the feeling of like not feeling fulfilled, right? Like I re-downloaded Wag. I have a full time job. I re-downloaded Wag the other day to be What's a wag, wag, a Wag walker to walk dogs. Okay. I mean, I have a dog, and I haven't seen her because she was with my parents for. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple of weeks, so part of it was that. But a part of it is just like I get the feeling of wanting to feel like you're contributing something every day, right. but then you're not. You're not, and it doesn't matter.
0: If I were them, here's what I would do. I would – sometimes you need to force yourself into, like, a schedule, and it actually will make you feel better. Because I do agree with you. Like, the, the complainers, I feel unfulfilled. Yeah. They're not saying that. They're saying, oh, how cool is it that I get to do nothing? But the idea of, like, you start at 10, I could end at 3, and then you never really have – and they said no check-in, check-out – There is satisfaction in ending the day, putting that little card in the Flintstones checkout thing Mm -hmm. that makes you go, cha-ching, I had a day. So if I were them, what I would do is I would schedule my job for two hours a day. I would go, I have a a two-hour-a-day job. I would schedule it. I would get everything done in those two hours. And then outside of that, I would start some other shit. I would have my day. I'd go to the chiropractor. I would feel good about going to the chiropractor, like them saying I haven't. Oh, who goes to the chiropractor at noon? Well, someone who got their job done at eleven.
1: Yeah, actually, I feel like post. It's kind of like the video calling thing. Like schedules have changed so much. I feel like actually a lot of people are going to the chiropractor at noon. But I also think getting out of sweatpants really helps me. Like if I'm in sweatpants and sitting on the couch and like doing work, I'm doing way less than if I'm in tight ass jeans like suffocating my stomach and just sitting upright because you're forced to it just keeps you more alert
0: totally agree i had this on saturday saturday i was in spokane i'm like i'm not gonna go sightseeing there you know so (laughs) i was like so i was like i made a list of everything i needed to get done and when i got it done i was like like had a day, I could look back on the day, I felt accomplished, I went and did the shows that night, I was ready, I was on my game, went to the gym, felt good about the gym, it changed my whole perspective, so I think like, I know you have a a manager who doesn't give a fuck, well, you schedule your manager, like I only do this job from 10 to 12 every day, and then I'm done, so when your manager's like, I want to have a meeting, 10 to 12, I can do it then, yeah. And now you – and then have that to-do list that you get done. And then literally I would do the Flintstones. Cha-ching. I'm done.
1: Yeah. It sounds like you kind of need to step in and be your own boss. Right. And then feel like accomplished whatever way that is. And then if you have all this extra time, what else do you want to be doing? Like we, there are so many ways to make money or or if you, if you don't need more money like – Go get a dog, go get a girlfriend, like go totally, <laughs> volunteer. Totally do something. agree.
0: I hope that we're watching like Shark Tank in a year, and they're like, Well, this podcaster told me, <laughs> and then in my free time, I created a business. Like that could be what we're we're starting here. J Train Podcast at gmail.com J Train Podcast at gmail.com Here with Hannah Dickinson at hands dicky. Go follow luxury lounge credit card fuckery. Also, Hannah has a show in Seattle. Seattle, get out there. Jared, all the feathers. My LLC makes me so very angry. I have a Southwest credit card. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Southwest credit card. Can you use that? It's
1: like a Target gift card. <laughs> right?
0: It's a tier above the general credit card. I don't use this card often due to switching sides to American Airlines, but I like to keep my accounts open. The limit on my Southwest card was somewhere around 15K. I'm on top of my credit, card, credit score and check credit karma monthly. When returning from a week's vacation in the Caribbean, I was checking to make sure everything was hunky-dory when I noticed my Southwest credit card limit drop by 13k. I was immediately, I immediately contacted them and was told that this was due to a missed payment followed by a random credit check. For whatever reason, I don't have this card set up for auto pay, but I never miss payments. This particular time, I missed it because I was on vacation. Mistakes happen, but then a random credit check. They found that I had too many accounts open for their liking. I like free points. What can I say? So then I had to call back to reapply for my original credit limit, the kicker. My credit card usage percentage had gone up due to the fact that they dropped my limit to a mere 2K. So not only was I denied, but the company bonus money that I used at the beginning of the year to pay off some credit card debt has no longer made a dent in the usage percentage. My score has gone down because of this and now I am going to have to spend months trying to get it back up. Oh yeah, they also had to run a second credit check which also hit my score. Fuck Southwest and credit, fuck credit. Here's my issue with this. I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about.
1: I feel the exact same way. Right. I was I, hoping you did. But...
0: I, yeah, because there are some people that are so up on their stuff that they make you feel dumb for having no knowledge of what the fuck they're talking about. Like when I see a commercial, that's like zero APR or whatever the fuck they say in car commercials. I'm like, ah, (laughs) and, and maybe that's, I guess part of that is a privilege. Like I, like I pay off credit cards in full every month. Um, so I've never really had credit card debt as they speak of here. So that's a privilege point of view that I'm like not playing this game with, you know, random credit checks and, I do understand that checking your credit brings down your your credit as crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's like an insane thing. And then there's all these, you know, and I understand they're trying to build the credit back by having that by paying every month you get I all of this feels like a weird game that someone invented to make money off of us.
1: Yeah, I I recently like a year and a half ago, I uh, like won a lawsuit, so I I came into a lot of money, and yeah. then I was using credit cards like crazy, and yeah. I I started I'm I'm not I didn't get into trouble, but I almost did, and because credit cards were like I I was new money, like I just didn't right. understand how it worked, and I didn't know what anything meant, I didn't understand interest rates. I was so just I'm I'm a comedian, so mm-hmm. like my money, it, it was just it was a very bad it was a big learning lesson. Um. So I feel for this person and that like I
0: They always say to pay you know, they say is like a very What you hear from like financial experts like if you're talking about debt the only debt You should stay away from is like credit card debt like because it's like crazy rates and if you have like three types of debt, you know, you have like credit card debt mortgage debt um, wherever else you might have to, they go pay that one first. It's like paying yourself, like you're, you're you're paying off like a crazy expense.
1: Yeah, and it's it's just credit card debt scary because it feels like it's really out of your control. As far as it can get out of control quickly. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I feel for this person, but I also it's like I don't understand how the limit dropped from thirteen thousand. Like that's right. why I don't understand. Like. Well, it
0: seems like you're it, – it sometimes with credit cards, I'm sorry to interrupt, it does no. feel like you are in international waters. Like they can just keep changing rules anytime and you have no idea what game you're playing in. And they have a million lawyers and whatever to be able to like, no, you didn't see this line? And you're like, of course I didn't see that fucking line. I just – and agree, I'm getting a credit card. That's why to me their biggest issue in this email like is uh, – what can I say? I like free points. The points – are not worth. No. These points are used to get you in to their game of poker.
1: It's and, like a doctor give you a lollipop. Like right. you still got to pay that copay and right. like all the medications I get that the you're shots get. and yeah. get all the
0: you know and and no point is worth to me the idea of a credit card company going,
1: "Hey,
0: so <laughs> We did a random credit check, and um, you're fucked. Like, right? Like, yeah. Uh, like, uh, Especially
1: Southwest. Right. No offense.
0: You're not gonna get your free upgrade on the Southwest flight. Sorry. Like, I'd be like, this isn't worth it. Like, what points? What? What are we getting with these points? It's like, oh, you get a Marlboro T-shirt. It's like, yeah, it's like
1: we a don't need airline anyway.
0: Right. Like, I, I listen. I had a conversation the other day. There was a girl that I matched with on a dating app. <laughs> she got and we got to phone number exchange and i was gonna go on a drink with i was gonna get drinks with her and there was a point where i was like she we we're somehow we started talking about delta and she was like yeah i'm just gonna start flying a lot with this new job i was like so i was like i'm a delta guy like i got the credit card i got this and she was like why and i was like well i get upgrades and never really pay for bag never pay for bag stuff and you know, I go in the lounge and I get, you know, I, I I was like, and they have the most options from New York City, Newark, LaGuardia, JFK are all Delta places. And she was like, well, why? And I'm like, if I don't know what else to tell you, I go. And she's like, do you think it's worth it? I was like, well, I just gave you all the reasons why it's worth it to me. And then she was like, but, and I was like, she, she kept going. She was like, and, but what about options? And I go, I don't know what you're getting with your options. Like I was like, I don't want to take a Spirit flight, you know, like to save twenty bucks. I'd rather have the goods that come with being a committed Delta person. And there, I was like, I like I was sitting there going, well, maybe my whole life has been a lie. Like,
1: you know, like I had a moment. <laughs> she, you were li- reading into what she was saying, or like falling for what she was. Well,
0: I I didn't read into it, but then you know, this past weekend when I'm flying and I didn't get the first class upgrade, I'm going, maybe she was right. Like. These points are a little bit of a... You you do come to wonder, what is this all for?
1: I will say, I, I'm a Delta person as well. Right. And then, have you ever checked to see how many flight credits you have? I have a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but so, they don't make
0: it easy to find that.
1: I know. I found mine the other day, and I had like $1,000 worth of credits I just didn't right. see. So, I booked all these like flights that I had. And I do think with Delta, it, I agree that sticking to one... It is worth it because I I get upgraded for plus two. Sometimes Delta one, not all the time. But the lounge, everything, it's just like, it is worth it to me. If you
0: fly a lot, you just want to feel taken care of. Yeah. You don't want to just be some loser.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you also, like, if they lose my bag, like, I know they'll look for it. You know what I mean? I feel comfortable with Delta and just being with an airline. So... I don't know. I well, I don't understand her argument. Her argument was like you should just have all your the, chips on the t- table.
0: The argument had so little backup that I'm not going on
1: a date with her. Like I,
0: <laughs> she talked herself out of a date, which she probably is happy about. But I'm saying like I was so. telling your friends this guy's
1: so obsessed with Delta he wouldn't go out with me. <laughs> right.
0: Well, I mean, like I like we're sitting here looking at her Southwest credit card, and I'm saying to her, this isn't worth it. No. I and I'm giving you the reason it's not worth it is you have a credit card that is just out there, just being out there. And I don't think having a credit card out there is worth the random credit check. The like let's soli- I think the credit card points, like I think you're better off narrowing it down than widening. Yeah. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Podcast at gmail.com. We got time for a couple more. Let's do uh luxury complaint. Too much free stuff in my luxury apartment building. Jared Feather Feather, I've been a fan of yours for years, have lost count of how many friends i put on your podcast. My husband and I went to your stand-up show in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and had a blast. Well, thank you. On to my complaint. I live in a beautiful, luxury, high-rise apartment building. My bu- my husband and I say all the time that it is the nicest place we have ever lived. The units themselves are beautifully laid out and finished. The entire building is decorated beautifully, and uh, the building staff are super friendly, excellent at their jobs. On the ground floor right off the lobby, there are two spacious mail rooms with mailboxes around the perimeter and a large table in the middle of the room. A few months ago, people started leaving out books that they were getting rid of. I love reading. And I'm usually looking for a good book, so I thought, cool, love it. People gradually started leaving out other items. Oh no, she's
1: got she's
0: got she's got a, she's got a yard sale yeah, going on in the mailroom. <laughs> um, I love reading, it. cool, love it. People gradually started leaving out other items. They were getting rid of uh, with the books. Think a basket of a or a basket or a decorative bowl here and there. Um, this was fine and, uh, with me as the items were usually nice and then quickly taken. As time has passed, however, people have started leaving more items, some of which are straight up junk. The mailroom now looks like there's a, con- a constant yard sale going on, totally at odds with the building's luxurious aesthetic. Can you imagine you walk into this beautiful, brand new building? There's just a rocking chair that looks like it's from the 80s. <laughs> just sit. What the fuck is that? Oh, someone just doesn't want it?
1: E- yeah. Yeah.
0: Today I saw items that should go in the trash laid out, such as reusable grocery bags, empty boxes, plastic cups, and old shopping bags. People need to throw things away instead of leaving it out for free and believing they are doing someone a favor. They are actually doing the opposite by detracting from the order and decor of our beautiful building. Keep up the good work. Jared, what do you think?
1: I mean, I think she does need to send this email to management.
0: Right. For sure. Yes. She's within her uh, right to be like, I don't like living in the... Trash room. Sanford and Sons house. <laughs> right? Like, that's a, it's an old reference, but it makes some sense. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah, this is the trash. This is, people would think, is your lobby the refuse room?
1: And it's like, one man's trash is another man's treasure? No.
0: No. Uh-uh. Not in this case. Not in this case, and I do agree with what she's saying. She's like, oh, they're doing it to feel better about themselves. Because feeling, throwing things away does take a certain amount of strength. That's why hoarders exist. Those people have lost the ability to have that strength. And when I throw things away, like, look, at it, I have a thousand hats. I should probably get rid of a bunch of them. There's a bag. There's a uh, – see the, the the white trash bag over there.
1: Is that the clothes? close?
0: That's to go to Goodwill. It's been there for months.
1: But to be fair, the Goodwill in New York is so impossible to drop stuff off at.
0: Because the- you have to carry it. And it's a, I like, I, it's, another, it's a full-on workout. Yeah. And the one – there's one around the corner. They're open. Their hours are weird. So I've walked over with a big bag and been like, fuck, today's not the day. you got to walk it back. Yeah. So this person, they are basically taking the easiest route out of throwing things away. They, have to, they don't have to do the moment where you throw in the trash. You go, am I doing the right thing? Am I a bad
1: person? Ah! You yeah, know? they're like, oh, someone will want this used mm. cup that has a crack in it. <laughs> it's like, no, we don't.
0: No one wants it.
1: Yeah, or it's just this feeling of... Because I'm kind of a... I'm a hoard... I I have...
0: Tendencies. Yes, mm.
1: I, especially with clothes. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, what if I want to wear that, you know... Right. Those plastic pants, like, that <laughs> are so loud. Right. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm trying to get someone's attention. I yeah. get th- I get it, but it is a thing of, like, just... If you don't want it, a book is different because people do read books. And if it's a good book and you already read it, fine. But if it's like, if you don't want it, chances are someone in your luxury building doesn't want it either.
0: Right. And here's the other thing. It be, it, it makes this person look snobbish because this has to be, the, the, the building needs to get involved because she can't go, hey, hey, idiots, stop putting your trash out. And then it's like, my stuff <laughs> is trash to you? You know, like it becomes this, personal thing yeah so She needs the building to step in so it's like I I do think they need to go if you're gonna do books you're gonna get the trash so they need to go blanket policy hey we're done and here's the information for a place you can donate
1: or you know have a Saturday flea market you know right. it. you go do a swap a clothing swap
0: and at the end of the day, we will be tossing everything that doesn't go.
1: Yeah, and we'll send it all to Goodwill. Maybe that's the way to go.
0: Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Hannah Dickinson at Hands Dicky. Go follow. Luxury Lounge, I got your email 30 seconds ago. Enough with the IMing. Jared and guests appreciate having a space to vent about this. I'm sitting in my office commiserating with my coworker about two of our older boomer colleagues incessant habit of sending an email and without fail pinging us via teams chat within five minutes though usually less to let us know that they sent an email and then immediately recapping it in the chat for context my colleague and i are millennials anyway enough (laughs) i had a feeling they were millennials but um yes i want to say i saw your email and i will get get to it when i'm done with my current task don't immediately bombard me with im's about it better yet just I am me to start. This isn't your. Isn't brain surgery. No one's going to die if I, God forbid, wait a whole hour before I reply to you. Thanks for listening and for always keeping me entertained while I deal with this madness. What do you think?
1: So I have Outlook for work. Okay. And it is the most annoying email interface. And mm. I'm missing emails all the time. Mm. So I agree with just sending a chat. Like right. just send a Slack because if you need something done quickly because I miss Outlook. I, I hate Outlook outlook more than right. anything but yeah i don't think if you're gonna send an email don't follow up with a direct chat it's kind of like you know your complaint where it's like don't call me and then send me a text it's right. like one or the other if it's an emergency slack it to me i'll get it done put it above my first task right but what are we doing here if
0: you need an answer within an hour chat yes. if you need an answer within a day i'd say chat if you need an answer within a week email agreed and and listen that's the rules if you need to, if you need something now, call. Yeah, like, yeah. I I we have so many forms of communication that it become so confusing. We're so in touch, you know. Like, you know, think of dating. If you bring it to dating, it's like how much should I be in touch with someone who I've been on one date with? Like, I
1: know. You know,
0: you go and you go if you want, and then they go if you want to do, you will. And you're like, well, I got other shit to do. And yeah. sometimes I forget about people that I just met for two hours for drinks, like. And, I don't know, it's, like, I can't believe our parents used to go to work and then come back at the end of the day and be like, how was your day? I am so jealous. I'm jealous, too. I kind of want to make that a policy in my next relationship. We only talk when we're, (laughs) can you imagine? (laughs) I go on a date, and I go, I have one (laughs) rule. Don't talk to me
1: in between (laughs) sightings. I will
0: see you once a week, and we shall talk. That's the thing, like, that's the problem, though, is, like, if you put any type of rule on this you're this crazy person who can't handle like the the world we live in today like
1: I, I mean, I guess as someone who's been on one date in six months, I'm not an expert. <laughs> I can be like giving out advice. But uh, yeah, I just think there's something. Well, the reason why I don't like so much texting is because say someone gets busy and it slows down. Mm. It's like then you're like, oh, it slowed down like clearly or it's just so obvious. It's like if you if you come in too hot with too much communication, right. it's just bound to like die down. Like you can't spend all your time talking to someone. I just oh, and I don't want I to. I
0: agree with you, but also it feels like you know them more than you do like exactly i could like if you enter into my top 5 people i'm texting with you're as much family as my parents and mm-hmm. i and it's my fault too because i'm like it, again you want this like subtle line between i'm interested and you're not my family yet you know and you go or
1: like even my friend yet
0: right and and to the other side sometimes it's like well you you text me asking about my weekend when you were away why wouldn't i think that the, and you're like you're right you should think that this is more important than it is i i you know it's hard to like differentiate
1: yeah i guess being on the other side as the girl i i guess i stopped dating because it was so confusing for me Mm. like and i was just like am i crazy and then i was just kind of (laughs) yeah i was a little cuckoo so i was like i need to stop i need to stop putting like so much value into these interactions because it's just not reciprocate and i think men and women see it differently so I don't know. Yeah, I think it's so confusing and it's like until it's the right person, it's just going to feel bad.
0: J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. We got two more. You ready? Ready. At hands. Dickie, go follow luxury lounge. March private jet shortage. J train and guests writing in with a very luxury problem. As part of my job, I book travel, and we are planning to book a trip in late March. We need a private jet for this trip for about 75 people, and currently almost every single private plane and crew is being used for March Madness travel, so there are none available for our booking. Mm -hmm. I don't even have a solution, just want a place to share my very luxury issue, as it's hard to find anyone who relates. What do you think?
1: (laughs) Can't relate. (laughs) (laughs) May I recommend, like, a bus?
0: Right. Well, I I think if you're... (laughs) A party bus? I, you, uh, you definitely can't relate. Um, yeah,
1: we're in different tax brackets. Hey, uh, we can't find a, a
0: private jet. Would you Would you like a greyhound? <laughs> oh, you don't know what the fuck I'm dealing with, do you? Um, I, I yet yeah, Listen, I get it. I get the complaint. Mm-hmm. I'm happy they brought it to the lounge. Totally. I agree. If you can't get the thing you need, it's annoying. It's even more annoying when you're like, Oh, can you believe... The private jet shortage that's going on in March. Like there, are, Here's the thing. Your class is directly linked to whether you know about a private jet shortage in March and don't know about it.
1: I certainly didn't hear about it. Right.
0: The upsetting thing about this for me is that I didn't hear about I'm
1: it. I'm upset too. I'm
0: upset to be on the outside <laughs> of the complaint about uh, March. And then if someone was like, yeah, March is tough for private jets, I'd be like, wow, those two royals. I can't even believe I'm amongst them like if you this is something people should use in their life if you're listening right now if you're wondering how rich is my friend hey did you hear about the private jet shortage in March and then they go thank you for bringing it up (laughs) this is what everyone needs to do if you on a date on a date listen I want to know what kind of class am I dealing with because listen the the income inequality in this country is at an all time high to so mm-hmm. say that is not even, uh, you know, I'm not even exaggerating at all. So you're on a date with someone. Hey, how's your March been? Pretty good. You see about the private plane shortage? <laughs> I'm so happy you brought this up. I There's no one I can talk to about it.
1: Or Thank they're you. like, I got ahead of it. And then they're super rich. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> uh, I, or, yeah, this is, this is um, they're, they're super rich if they're like, no, we have our own. Yeah. I, we never, thankfully, <laughs> yeah. because, we don't, we don't, because we don't like getting the rental game, we have our own plane, so we never have to deal with this, thank God.
1: Yeah, like Kim is not worried. She has Kim Air.
0: Right. Kim, Kim, even the fact that she has a single name, we didn't even have to say Kim Kardashian. Yeah, Kim is going, who I heard about these poors dealing with, a private jet shortage. Thank goodness.
1: She has her uh, what her cashmere seats. <laughs> Does she really? <laughs> she was like Kendall came on it. And she was like, "You better not be eating that on my cashmere seat." Uh, I, I just I, can't imagine that that sentence ever coming out of my mouth.
0: I can't imagine that we watch a show where we delve into their problems as if, and it's entertaining to us. Like I can't believe what the. The juju they have done on the public for us to care. Because, again, and I'm not one of those, like, who cares about the Kardashians? We do. Factually, as a country, we care enough that they are on cashmere jets.
1: Well, my thing watching the new show is it's so interesting to me to see billionaires just, like, day to day. Like, it's like their lives are so insane. Their homes are insane. Mm. Like, it's so... And I love like interior design and fashion okay. and stuff. So now it's more interesting to me than the old episodes because it's less, it's more just like looking at the houses and what they're wearing and like where right. they're vacationing.
0: Does Rob make any appearances on the new show? Absolutely not. I want to hear from Rob. That's kind of my, the, 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 the person that is the, the most interesting subject of the group at this point.
1: He's got that Tabasco sauce.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So the socks, he moved on from socks.
1: I think he does both. He does socks and Tabasco. The socks was such an epic
0: failure, right? Wasn't it known as a failure? Here's the thing about like, uh, you know, again, billionaires start, kids starting a business. You have to, Rob doesn't have, doesn't he have to be patient zero for privilege at that point where you go, you can start as many businesses as you want.
1: Yeah, I think, I wonder. I I mean, it's it's also hard because he's not attractive, right? So he's the least attractive one, and he all their businesses are like based on how hot they are, right? Well, so he's like I'll I'll be hot for something. Yeah, I'm getting
0: into the Tabasco game.
1: Exactly. <laughs> That's why Cord- Chloé got so hot. Now you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll buy if her products. I, well, Chloé, if I were her, I would have
0: moved to an island about four years ago yeah the minute all the husbands started cheating and like publicly and just not caring like that tristan thompson like he didn't he just like he was just openly like he did it again he He just did
1: it again it's like
0: like, yeah like i i don't know maybe she's not embarrassed i guess any news is good news to them
1: i think well on the show it was just kind of like she's like at this point what she didn't even like she wasn't crying she was like i have nothing left to cry about
0: right that would be the moment i moved to the island and i would just have like men for my sexual needs shipped in if i were her i would have my kids i would like own the island and just go in the ocean every day like i don't know
1: that's i got stood up by a guy for a third time mm,
0: a third time a
1: third time <laughs> okay. and i it was in that moment um i hadn't been on date in six months but he i'd been talking to him so he was like but i i never went out with him because he's kept Standing me up.
0: So how'd you meet?
1: We met at a wedding.
0: So you meet at a wedding. In Memphis. In Memphis. He lives
1: across the street from me in New York, of the place I just bought.
0: Lives across the street from you in New York. You meet at the wedding. Hey, we should get drinks sometime.
1: He said, send me in a reservation for the next evening.
0: Reservation for the next evening. Okay, here's where I'll give him empathy. Cancellation one. Got ahead of himself. I'm tired from the wedding.
1: No, no, no. He had a girlfriend.
0: Oh! But he
1: said they were breaking up. And then, so he's like, can we meet next week? I'm seeing her this weekend. We're breaking up.
0: Hold on. So he set up the date with you at the wedding for the next night. So you're in Memphis at a wedding. And then... Jug band playing. You no, know, we're the guy the banjo. it up. I didn't go you're home with him. It, so you don't go home with him. He's like, let's set up a date for tomorrow night. Then the next day, you're like... Two hours before. Two, two hours before, you're like excited for this date. You're probably getting ready at this point in a certain way. Not, you know, two hours. And then you say, hey... Where we go or he texts you, I have to let you know I have a girlfriend, I'm breaking up with her, and then we can go on a date. What are you thinking then?
1: Well he was like, We aren't together, that's why we weren't together at the wedding, but I am seeing her this weekend and I wouldn't feel right going out with you before officially like before we see each other this weekend for the last time.
0: It's a great blend for him. Good guy, bad guy. Yeah. Because he's good guy who I wouldn't want to do that to you. Bad guy for Doing that to you before letting you know what the deal was because honestly what he did was he he took away your time you're at the wedding looking to meet people
1: and my friend was there and I was like is it me or is he because he was hot mm. <laughs> and he was like she was like he went right for you like he was like it wasn't like I he did kind of use you yeah
0: yeah because he's now he gets you as his girlfriend for the night you guys dance together I'm sure mm-hmm. kissing
1: no I didn't even no? kiss him that's He'd...
0: okay but you got the excitement both of you got the excitement of Opposite sex that I'm attracted to giving me attention at the wedding.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And then that Saturday he said, I, I'm flying home early. So I assume they mm. break up. So I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, I want to let's meet up. And then I'm like, okay, the next day I was like, I'll, or he was like, I'm flying home tonight. Let's meet up this week. Okay. And then on Monday I was like, hey, like what's.
0: So this is after the, the after, cancellation. Hey, did you break up with your girlfriend?
1: Yeah. And oh. he then next week, after he texts me Saturday night flying home. The next week, he goes, so I actually were not broken up. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me?
0: <laughs> At that point, you got to goodbye.
1: That's what I did. I said okay. goodbye. Then he accidentally texts me like months later. And I was like, literally just leave me alone. What's
0: the accidental text?
1: A friend of his was getting married named Hannah, and he texted her me a picture of her like, here's your wedding photo, which I'm like, no, you didn't.
0: Okay. I... Let's say it let's say that's what it let's let's believe him. So now you go, "Hey, that's not me."
1: No, I didn't respond.
0: Okay. Cuz it was in a
1: group chat and I was like, "Oh, well, it's the wrong Hannah." Cuz I met this other Hannah. Okay. At the wedding. And then I
0: Oh, so he sent a group chat to all people that were at the wedding. Here's the picture that you should put up. It was H- up.
1: Hannah and her husband okay. and and but me and her husband. And I like didn't respond to that cuz I was like, "What am I going to say to this?"
0: How big of a fucking idiot are you? Yeah, okay. And then
1: he accidentally texts the group chat again the next day. And then he texts me on the side, oops, so sorry. And explains to me who Hannah was, as if I wasn't at the wedding. Yeah, I know Hannah. Yeah. And then (laughs) he finds out I'm going to Miami for New Year's. Mm -hmm. He lives across the street from me. Right. He calls me and is like, come hang out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like... In Miami? In Miami. Did you hang out? Has me fly down early to go to brunch.
0: Come on, stop it. (laughs) Why did you
1: go? (laughs) Trust. I'm sorry, I'm this sorry. is what I was like. I'm not to... blaming
0: the victim here, but I, I have to say,
1: <laughs> no. This is what I was like. I get. I was like, okay, I have a layover and I have to leave at 6 a.m. So you better pick a good spot. He was like, done. Had me change my plans all weekend. Had mm. an itinerary. All this stuff. Cancelled on me the entire way, and then tried to hook up with me like at the.
0: I mean, at the wedding at, 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 at New Year's.
1: Like yeah, at the party or whatever. And I literally went off on him, and that's when I realized I had to get off Adderall.
0: Right, you're too <laughs> focused I was like, oh, on him. Brain. Yeah, <laughs> my
1: brain is broken. I need to get away from this guy.
0: I, it's making me focus on this guy yes. so much.
1: I, his face should be on a wanted poster after this. Like, no, when to hear a crazy story? So I told my coworker yeah. about it, and it, he was linked to somewhere I worked. And she called me, and she's like, "Is his name? Can we bleep this out?" She's like, "It's his name, Blank. Benny." Yeah, and I go, "Yeah, how do you know that?" She goes, "I was telling my that aunt." That wasn't his name, by the way. No, no, okay, it wasn't. Yeah. His name. I was telling my aunt about how you, I quit my job because the company president was like friends with him and he was just like, they were all sketchy dudes and just like not great people. And she goes, and how you were going to go down with this boat, with this guy, let's call him Dutchie. Okay. And she goes, Miami boat Dutchie. She goes, is his name Benny? And she goes, and my friend was like, she called me and she's like, is his name Benny? I was like, yeah. She goes, oh my God. She ha- My aunt has a client who went down there with this guy. He's like the West Elm guy. So
0: he's basically bringing, he brought down a many and you got canceled for, or. She's whatever. a twin and
1: 24. Can I blame him? Well.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, so this guy is a monster. He he's was. He's a monster. Wow. And I, I mean, it's not monstrous to cancel, it happens, whatever. Okay. Also, it's not, it, I wouldn't, but it is to like. Right, I'll bring them all down to Miami, and I'll make my choice when is like and really a t- fucking And when I sent different. him a text
1: like, "Hey, I haven't gotten the itinerary because he called me. I was like, I guess so I'm not going to see you. No big deal. I'm actually going out to LA after, so I don't know if I'll ever see you.' But I had a good time meeting at the wedding. Like, no mm. hard feelings. I t- he called me immediately. Go, like, oh, please, no, come, please. Like, I'll send you the oh, itinerary. That's a
0: special type of piece of shit. Yeah. Hey.
1: And that's when I was like, I don't think I can date anymore because I was like so warped by this person.
0: Right? How could I have fallen? It's like Tinder swindler shit. Like. How could I be so off base with feeling
1: like this is something that like, because in my head, I was like, we live across the street from each other. We met through mutual friends. He knows my boss in California.
0: But he's letting that happen, too. Like, there's an Mm -hmm. element of like, he's kind of like, he's banking off of that.
1: Yeah. And he knew that, too, because I was like, that's so weird. He's like, isn't this weird? Isn't this crazy? And I'm like, he knows
0: the romanticism involved in it that doesn't affect him. That might affect someone else. Yeah. And using that against you. Hey, I'm sorry.
1: No, I I'm mean, happy you're
0: back in the game now
1: back in the game <laughs> and once again stood up so. <laughs> well
0: Saying you weren't consistent. stood up you went on the date you went on the date. went on the date he didn't come to the show I understand why he said that but alright Hannah Dickinson thank you for coming on yeah
1: my complaint sorry that's my other complaint <laughs> I liked
0: your complaint everyone go follow Hannah at Hans on Instagram so funny so hilarious thank you for coming on
1: thanks for having me
0: I'm Jared Fried we're here every Thursday in the lounge JTrain Podcast at jtrainpodcast.gmail.com back next episode boom